Holly Cotton here, and today I am joined with G-Man, a.k.a. G-Maniac, a.k.a. Bless the Belly, entrepreneur, all around, everywhere, eating everybody's food. So (laughs) you guys know I'm a foodie, so whenever I met him, I was like, oh, no, we got to get you on on Beyond the Fit so you can tell us about this. So welcome, G-Man. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Holly. How you doing? You know, hey, we met in the food uh, environment, so you know it's real. For real, for real. Right, right. You know, you yeah. know you greedy when you meet at somewhere that's selling food. So, love I'm it. i tell you. <laughs> so, right. first of all, before we get into Bless the Belly, because that's kind of how, I'll be honest, I ran into one of your posts more than once on my Explorer page, and that okay. was kind of, and that was the thing. I was like, Hmm, this looks mighty cheap. I mean, I'm doing something. I mean, I'm doing something. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. That's what I tell people all the time when they say they see me. I'm like, oh, must mean I'm doing my social medias right. But tell us about some of, because I know as you being an entrepreneur, you're doing all of these things. So give us a little insight into everything that you do. Okay. Woo. It's a lot. All right. But that's a handful because, um, I'm always coming up with something new, really. I'm full of ideas, and I always turn them into a business for some reason. I just never leave the idea on the table. I'm like, let's make this a business. Let's make money from it. Uh, so uh, people know me for my music and my clothing line originally, but I actually halted on the clothes for now because it's just, you know, this is a shirt that I got on right now. This Houston shirt is 713 Day. This is one of my designs, like the Thrasher style, but it's Houston. You know, just like a remix, something for the city. But uh, that's really my first love, that in music. But people right now know me for either videography doing reg visuals, killing the video recaps and photos, or uh, Bless the Belly, and I'm everywhere eating. And that's a whole movement. Like, it's not just what I eat that's good. It's a catchphrase. Like, we blessing the belly. That means you eating something good today. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's what it's about. That's why I met with it. Okay, so Bless the Belly. Okay, yes. so first tell us how you came up with that name because that's an interesting name to call your persona. So how'd you come up right. with that name? Bless the Belly came from, man, I I had some bad food, I remember for sure. And we would always be like, let's go eat, let's go eat, let's go eat. But I think it came from me saying like, what is let's go eat now? Because after I had the bad food, I'm like, this don't make sense. Let's let's specify that my funny term was like, let's bless the belly. Like, are we blessing the belly? And so my friends would laugh and they were actually the people that'd be like, you should do something with that. Cause that was catchy. Like you always kind of know what catchy stuff. I I'm so funny because I do it on accident and then it's really something that people could run with. So that's just how I knew my marketing was so just like precious, but it was like, you know, at the same time I just came up, came up with it. Yeah. Okay, so we got that. We went somewhere. You had terrible food, and you were like, okay, hell no. We ain't doing this no more. So you said, you know what? I'm going to start being a food critic. (laughs) Well, well, not, not, not really a critic. So the thing for me is, let me specify a little more in detail. After I got sick of fast food and I had blessed the belly as a catchphrase, like I told you, I like to turn stuff into a business once I find some type of way to bring my creative side to it, let's just say. So when it came down to the food, I was already doing videography, like I told you. So I had already food videos, food pictures. I was already saying bless the belly. I had an extra uh, music page I was using for promotion. I changed that to bless the belly. I was just like, oh, I'll just post food on here. 
it really wasn't like a scheme till I knew I wanted to turn into a business and I already had like the, the work, the portfolio. And so I said, you know what? I started posting some of the food photos. People start asking me where it was. I used my personality from like the radio and like everything else I've done in life, brought it into the food world. And I'm like, oh, this is tight. What if I do like entertainment and then like with food, I'll just start interviewing people and stuff, doing all that. And I'll just call it like entertainment. And so it just, it was just crazy. Like it's just, I'm, I don't know. But then it made me not be so much a critic. It was like, I'm only posting food that I like. Bless the belly, mind you. I'm not posting nothing that I don't like because it's about blessing your belly. So I'm not really into critic, you know, critiquing or whatnot. I think a lot of times um, that's how people can get popular. That's how people can kind of get famous because people go to them and they rate it and they do stuff like that. Everything I post, I like. So I'm bringing my followers into like my world and it's like, they can't make me do nothing. That's the thing. It's not like if I don't like something, I'm just not going to post it. But if I love it, I'll post it. And then, you know, I've turned into a marketing scheme now where I actually get paid for it. Everything is not paid because I'm still genuine with it. But a lot of the restaurants, I mean, if I post you, I can have people around the block, like the next day or the same day. It's happened before. So right. that's how you knew, you know, the impact is there. Right. So what was the very first like what 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 place was the very first place that you were like this is my first bless the belly video right my first bless the belly i want to say youtube when i said okay i'm gonna add my full entertainment it was midwest coney it's a food truck it was at the gallery of food truck park and i'll never forget i hit him and was like hey bro i got a cameraman if we just come and film like do you mind he's like no i'm like all i need is the food i'm not charging right it's just like i wanted to do it I did it. He was the very first person. So shout out to me, West Coney. And that was episode one. After that, I started doing private shelves. I started doing everything food related. I'm like festivals. I go to like the rodeo and review all the food there. You know, those are the things that you don't really have to pay me for because I want to try everything out and just see how the vibe is. But that was the very first one, Midwest Coney. And then when it came to how I knew to even charge or knew that I had the impact in the food world, is I'll never forget, I pulled up to some, like, uh, it was like a little Woodrow's or something, and they had a food truck on the outside. It was called the Philly Joint. They served Philly cheesesteaks. I came there. I saw one of my boys taking pictures of food. You know, uh, I was just laughing with him, like, you know, this is what I'm doing as far as the food stuff. I went live. When I went live, I didn't realize, once again, I guess sometimes I'm just like, what? I was just talking about the food and the Philly cheesesteak, the next day, the owner reached out to that same guy, my friend that was taking pictures, and was like, how can I get in touch with him? I want to pay him. Whatever he did was amazing. And I'm like, what did I do? And I didn't realize I had people wrapped around the block just from my Instagram live of me saying it was good. And that was like when I had like maybe 10,000 followers. I just hit 60K. So I organically grow my stuff. I don't buy followers. I don't do anything like that. So that was dope to me. I was like, man, I'm just starting off. Like, what? Yeah, so... <laughs> Right, right. So do you have a favorite genre of food? Do you like, is, that, is it Mexican? I know you love cheese because everything seems cheesy. So you That's must hilarious. love. I do love cheese. Dairy is a food though. You know, dairy can kind of play on us black folk a little bit. But I would say um, seafood because I love shrimp, all type of shrimp, lemon shrimp, fried shrimp, grilled shrimp. Yeah, I can go on. Uh, fish. It's very easy. I love that. Uh, I'm a chicken and rice kind of guy. That's some of my favorites. But soul food or like Cajun food, I like all those. And then we're in Houston, so it's a lot of Spanish food. So I say Tex-Mex 
for sure, because I love quesadillas, tacos hit. All of those are some of my favorites, but seafood would probably be number one. And then the least favorite will probably be like maybe Chinese food or barbecue. I like barbecue and Chinese food, but those are the two I try to stay away from. Just, I don't know, no big reason, but it's just like barbecue is kind of heavy and Chinese food. I'm just, sometimes I'm like, I can make some of that on my own, like the chicken and Oh, what is it? The like broccoli and chicken. I'm like, I can do that at the crib. So I don't really want to buy it. You know, <laughs> I want to buy something that I can't do a turkey leg. I'm not going to make no turkey leg at the crib. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Those are excellent points. Excellent points. So have you ever gone somewhere and tried something that you thought was going to be good and it was terrible? You don't have to throw yes, them out there. But. Yes, yes. And so I don't throw restaurants out there. That's why they trust me. It's kind of a thing where I build relationships to where I'm like, I don't want to be like the super good guy where I'm not bashing anyone because that's not my goal to bash anyone. So I do snack reviews too. Like if Doritos drop something, and they do like an Oreo Dorito. I'll try it and I'll be like, oh, that's not good. Because Doritos drop so much stuff. They're already known for what they're known for, right? It's not really bashing them. It's just bashing whatever flavor. I'll do that to keep it real with y'all. But when it comes to the restaurants, it's what I usually like, right? If I'm going to post it. So I went to probably a few foreign restaurants and kind of were disappointed. But not many. I think there's been one where I almost got sick or it just wasn't right. But that's when I knew. I was like, oh, man. And I study food at this point now, so I can look at it and tell if it's done, overdone. Uh, I'll just tell you this. I'm a big fan of plantains. And uh, they brought the plantains out the first time, and they were burnt. And so I'm like, no, nah, take that back. Just fix that for me. They brought them out the second time, and it was something else on the plate that didn't sit right with me. I ate it, and I just knew better. So then I was just like, nah, you know, I'll be careful. But then, you know, I'll try whatever. I've tried octopus. I've tried... uh. Uh, durian fruit that's like the stinkiest fruit in the world it's so bad Ugh. but i've tried it you know and it's just like one of those things like hey bless the belly it's all about what you like bless the belly is good food put you in a good good mood but it's also like i'm willing to try whatever from whatever culture check it out because i might love it and i want to expose it to the world you know some of my most viral videos are foreign food i ate a gun uh i ate what was it fufu got like two three million views i ate at an Ethiopian restaurant, got three, four million views. I'm like, okay, so y'all want to see me eat foreign? Let me dress up, you know, in a Japanese outfit and go to Japan. And eat you know, just for the culture, though, you know? Right, right. And, you know, I'm so happy that you did say that you study food and that you're researching and that right. you're, you're, you're actually knowing what things are supposed to look like, what the flavors are supposed to be, because... I know a lot of times people have these things where they start being an influencer and they're doing stuff and, and they don't even know what they're doing or they could be misleading or they could be not saying the correct thing. And I know right. for me, like anything I do that's Holly Cotton, I'm, I'm an expert on it. Like I'm not right. going to give you life advice and I haven't studied this or I'm not certified in that. I'm not going to just post fitness stuff because I like to work out. I'm actually a, you know, certified trainer. So, you right. know, so I'm happy that you are saying that specifically you are educated on those things. So right. how do you research food? Cause that's not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a novice on that. So right. I love to eat, but right. I couldn't tell you how it's supposed to be. So, so how do you it kind of started with me figuring out my body, man, like about half a year ago, 
I was like, you know what? I've been wanting to uh, get in the gym. I've always wanted to be in the gym. But when I was younger, just ripping and running, I was trying to get some money. I never really cared so much about my body. I just got tattoos and stuff. Just went crazy. And I'm like, you know, it would be it would be crucial right now for me to just get in the gym and pay attention to my body. So once I started doing that, oh, my goodness, like, it's crazy how your body will talk to you. Like, the more I sweated, the more that I would, like, see things with my skin. Uh, the more I didn't sweat, the more I would get, like, a clog with something. And I was like, what is this? End up going to the doctor. I get frequent checkups, too. I tell my uh, guy friends all the time, go to that doctor, man. A lot of times they be scared. I'm not scared of nothing but not knowing. So I go a lot. And uh, I had, like, a bump on my skin. And I'm like, what is this? And the doctor pretty much summed it up to say it was like well, a sugar clot, like basically uh, hereditary in my family. They got sugar issues. Be careful on what I eat. I've eaten too many starches. Starches are rice, potatoes, bread, and pasta. Those four things are my favorite things ever, and I can't stray away from none of them. So realizing that, I'm like, I got to change my diet a little bit because I don't want these random little sugar bumps or whatever. What the heck is this, you know? And then, so that started there and I'm like, let me get less on the starch. And then I'm like, looking more into my blood type. And then I'm like, oh, it says my blood type needs more vegetables. Okay. I'm going to eat a vegetable a day. All right, boom. I want to gain more weight. Well, then if I do more protein, what if I just eat a whole bunch of chicken and vegetables? All right, bet. Like, you know, and I'm just kind of mixing and mingling some of the things that I'm learning as I'm going. And then I pay attention to labels now too. I don't care how good something is. I love orange juice, apple juice. But them little bitty bottles have 36 grams of sugar. I'm like, Ugh, man. And I didn't realize it until once again, I just wasn't doing it, doing it. I remember I woke up one morning and I drunk, before I drunk some water, I drunk one of those small things of orange juice. And when I say I urinated and it was just so, it hurt it because my body was telling me you need water. You know what I'm saying? Basically like you, you, you tripping, you need water. And once I knew that, just imagine if you didn't pay attention from that, you would think something else like, oh, what happened? Or what's this? What's that? I literally was like, damn, okay, <laughs> water it is. I would never start my morning with just down and some orange juice. So your body will talk to you. Pay attention, you know, and eat good because a lot of this food process and they creating a lot of stuff that's not really going to be healthy for us. Like, you know, that's why I don't eat fast food. People know since I got sick of fast food, bless the belly does not promote fast food. A fast food chain restaurant couldn't pay me twenty to $30,000 right now to do nothing. Because respectfully, I'll be going against what I believe in. And I ain't going to do that, you know. Right, right. Okay, so let me ask you this. Because you are in shape, you know, most most of the times, like when I look at Food Network or other, <laughs> like the, the people that are eating um, those, the man versus. Right, the, right, the right. Man? All those are cool shows, too. I've seen all those. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. but when you look at the host or you look at those chefs, a lot of times they are overweight. A little bigger, yeah. So how do you make sure that you are staying in physical good shape, good shape physically, right. even though you're eating all of these high calorie foods? Um, So a few things. Well, you know, once again, my metabolism burns really fast. You know, my dad, it's funny, we chat all the time. He's a little older, but he, when he turned 40, he claimed that's when he kind of started gaining weight from what he was eating and stuff. So I laughed because I just turned 30 and I'm like, I guess I got 10 years to go, but I still try to watch what I eat. And um, I think that's why people trust my brand. That's another reason, because if I was like a, you know, huge individual, no disrespect, I think they would probably just want to see me eat, but they wouldn't be so intrigued on like how I'm staying fit, how I'm doing this. How I'm... It's like, man, he's staying small. I trust him. I don't mind going to eat a taco 
a fat taco like that on Tuesday? Because if this guy can stay fit, I'll stay fit too. Uh, you know, I haven't promoted the gym as much as I wanted to because I've transitioned a lot. Like I've gained 15 pounds of muscle though, just from kind of being heads on in the gym, focusing on protein. I want that to be a part of my story, but I was so focused on just making it happen. Now I'm at a point where like I can tell people like just go to the gym. If you don't go to the gym, just exercise some way somehow take a walk in this heat go sweat for 10 minutes come back in the crib wash it off you're gonna feel much better like just get some of that bad energy off you get some of them toxins out of your body especially if you already eat crazy i try to eat really good throughout the week i'm itching right now because i wanted something so bad for me today but it's thursday so i said you know what i'm gonna be smart about this i'm gonna go get me a little bite some chicken you know do this do that and then Saturday, I'll go get that trail burger or I'll go get that, you know, I'll do whatever like that. So I still show love to all the restaurants, but I try to be mindful because, you know, I am getting older and, uh, yeah, you got to pay attention to that. So that's why I think people love the brand because they're like, he's not getting bigger. Like what? <laughs> right. Yeah. 30 is way old, G-Man. She said it's way old. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> but I feel like it because I did so much in my little time. I be thinking about some of the stuff I did. I'm like, how old was I? Oh, I was 16? Oh, wow. So I just feel like that. But it's a marathon. We know how it go. It ain't never going to stop. No, and I say that, like, I don't, so I don't drink. Okay. Um, like everybody's always like, oh, you don't want to have a drink. Or, oh, you don't drink, you don't drink. And I'm like, listen, I'm from Louisiana. Mm. When I was growing up, the drinking age was 18. So when I was in high school. Right, you was lit. Yeah. You- <laughs> right. Like, so I'm good now. All you need was. Yeah, you just needed somebody that was a senior in high school to buy buy liquor for you and Mardi Gras. I mean, I grew right, up Mardi Gras right, and right. all of this stuff. So for me, I'm like, I've been drinking since I was 15, 16 right, years right. old. Sorry, mom, dad. Um, but <laughs> right. so so now, like, I don't need to drink to have a good time. Right. I'm I'm okay on the liquor. Right. I'm okay on the liquor. And people got to respect uh, it. So I love that. Yeah, yes, but no, I'm gonna have a cheesecake or I'm gonna have whatever. Like, let me eat my calories. Right. I don't need to have a good drink. And so, um, so what I wanted to also ask about that is because my whole platform of what I talk about is like people being the change, people following their dreams, people finding their passions and, and living their passions. So, do you feel like when you're looking back at at the things like you said you've done so many things in life do you feel like you are really embracing all of the passions that you have yes yes 90 percent. i'm gonna tell you that and i go 100 percent for everything i do but for this particular answer I want to say 90% because it's one small, I mean, we all are human and we're working on things, right? You're always going to be working on something. Me, all the passions that I've loved since a kid, I've turned it into one brand now. Like I told you, I started with music. I started, I mean, you know, then it went to clothes and it went to videography. Now all of that is blessed the belly because I do music. I make the food jingles. I have the clothes, you know, like the shirts about being vegan or like being hungry. And then I do video work within Bless the Belly, the interviews and stuff like that. So I made a hub for all of my passions. So I would definitely say, you know, follow your passion and find your purpose within it um, and just take your time with it. Don't feel like it's a rush. I just put a lot of time into my brands and stuff. So I'm able to be where I'm at now. But, you know, I, I the passion is everything. I feel like the passion is everything. It's what's going to speak volume for what you really want to be, who you are. Um, and I'm just blessed. Like, you know, to be honest, I can't be mad. 
I know that's right. That's what I say too. Like when people ask me about what, what I do or what Holly Cotton is or whatever. And, and I always, I always give this example that Holly Cotton is the universe, like the Milky Way or whatever. So everything that I do is a star in my universe and you have the power, you are responsible for your universe. So you can make as many stars as you want, or you can have a black hole. It's up to you. Every day you choose, is this another star in my universe? Or are you going to go down some path, not living your dreams or being miserable or letting people monopolize you, whatever it is, you're going to make yourself into a black hole. So, Hey, make, my Milky Way is right. super shy. She bleeding out right, right. now. So. <laughs> Real talk, I love that. I love that. Okay, so now let's talk. Okay, so that's Bless the Belly. So right. I know that you said that you also um, work um, into, music, into music. And so you've done that as well. So give us an insight into that. Like, what is that? What is your music career? What what, what you got my going on? My music career, that? that's my baby right there. Because that, that was like the... Man, my parents, when I was so young, they used to, like, sing to me and stuff. And then I was in talent shows at, like, I'm kidding you not, I was, like, two, three years old in talent shows singing Christmas carols and stuff. So I I wasn't the church baby, but I was, like, the entertainment baby. My dad owned a daycare. And so what he did was have, like, talent shows and all type of stuff during the weekends and things like that. So I just got started young. And so, man, here we are. I just think, like... Uh, when I was very young, I had my own music equipment. The first thing I did was like, how can I cut out the middle, man? I can't go to the studio. My mom probably won't let me go to these big guy studios. Let me go to Best Buy, grab some equipment, found some equipment. You know, social media sites started coming out. I was making music, uploading it to that. Um, I've done some really big things, man, with the music. And it's been so fun to sit back and reflect now. Because I move so fast. I don't appreciate some of the stuff that I've done. And I would tell any entrepreneur... Don't go that fast to where you don't sit back and really, because it'll have you in your head and feel like you ain't done nothing. But for me to say, you know, my high school class, 400 some kids walked to a song that I wrote on the big speakers in the stadium, like on the big flat screen or whatever, uh, a song that I wrote. I wrote a song about graduation, but in earlier in that year, how to kind of sum it up. I've been writing music my whole life, but to just shorten this whole scenario, high school is where my biggest buzz came because there were we were uh in the in this football tournament. I told somebody in front of me in class, write down all the best football players and uh pass me a sheet of paper. They passed it to me. I used the end of their football name to rhyme stuff about the game that was coming up. I dropped the song, my Facebook froze, I'm like, whatever, I'm gonna go get some food. Let's go get some food. My phone blows up. I got the principal calling me, the fire department calling me, this is gonna be hell. But they're happy too though. They're like, This is crazy, and I'm like, What? And so the football game came up. We end up winning by one point. Listen to me, by one point. And when I got to the stadium, they treated me so like crazy. It was just like I made the anthem for like the universe, like you say. And so they like, it was a big deal. And so once I made that song, I guess throughout the whole year, that was seeing year, people was like, man, do another one, do another one. When it came to graduation, my teachers had voted everybody to do Katy Perry fireworks, Kanye West graduation. There was one cheerleader who had a nice rank, and she actually told them like, he should write a song. And my teacher was like, write a song? You got 24 hours, you know, to respond. Went home since I had a studio, made the song, no cursing, no nothing. That is the song to this day that we all graduated to my whole high school class. So that's amazing. It wasn't recorded on camera to where I got it to show the world, but that's probably another reason I don't reflect on it that crazy. 
But that to me is like a big thing that a lot of musicians can't really say that your graduating class did that, right? And so that was senior year. My freshman year, I end up doing a cipher. This is all stuff you can kind of find online as well, too. But at Prairie View, I saw that uh, there were rappers and stuff there, and they would have senior ciphers. And I'm like, man, I'm not a senior, though, but I go harder than them. And so the one of the top video guys at the school, I pretty much got connected to him. And I was always, like, manifesting, manifesting. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Hey, bro, I'm going to work with him. What? So I told him we were going to work. He bucked the system. His name is J.L. Malone. Shout out to him because he's the owner of Black Market, actually, right now. Black Market Retail in Paraland. Check him out. He shot the video, and uh, it went viral. People was like, who is this guy? I came up with a lot of the idea, but I was first on the cypher, too. So it gave me a big, big, uh, you know, uh, jump in the music world. People was like, who is this guy? It just was really dope, especially coming into college at Prairie View, HBCU. By the time I left, I was on so many different music things. I'd done uh, another cypher. I made the official anthem for the school once again. So here I am at Prairie View. If you go to YouTube right now, type in PV Nation Anthem, you'll see me creating a song. So they're still freshmen to this day. Man, this guy's face is familiar. It's because I made that song and they never even met me. So when it comes down to the music, that's like my secret weapon because so many people know me for Bless the Belly. But like when they really sit down and scratch their head, if they've been in Houston long enough, they're like, wow, I've seen this guy in so many like pockets of the city that I didn't realize it was really, you know, him doing all this food stuff too. So it's just been amazing. The music journey has been so dope. And like I say, I mean, from being on the radio, I did a song for the radio when I first started working for them. And I was just playing. It was called Netflix and Chill. I'm on the way home on 59. And I heard somebody saying, what you want to hear? That Netflix and Chill. I'm like, what? What is that? And, like, they played it on the radio. I'm like, this is sick. These are things that, like, once again, your favorite artists from their hometown, like, prey on. Like, I wish I could do something of this masses, you know, uh, of this caliber. And I'm just thankful. I'm super thankful. The music has taken me far and I'm okay right now with not being your favorite rapper, but as long as I can shoot you 20 songs and you like two of them, I'm fine. I promise that's good for me because you're going to play them over and over. I guarantee you. You're going to like them that much. All right. Look, and that's G-Maniac. That's G-Maniac is more of my character. Rest in peace, Pimp C. I'm a big fan of UGK, so shout out to Bun B, Pimp C. But G-Maniac, like the pimp would say, will be more of my character, more like my in front of the camera, the silly me, the entertainer. G-Main Direct. G main Derek, which is you know my alias for my rap name, is what you can search me under as far as Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, and it's D A and Rec like car wreck. So it's G main Derek, and I mean with that you'll see videos from twelve years ago, fifteen years ago. Like I've been doing this, and I'm just thankful. Like I said, now for it to still be going, like I ain't lost it. Now I rap about food, right? So I got food jingles going viral. Right. People on TikTok, Instagram. There's five thousand, six thousand videos of people just making songs to my food jingles and i'm like whoever would have thought i'd be the same rapping guy will be rapping about food and it's like making more sense than anything nowadays with what i'm doing you know so right right well sometimes sometimes you know your your passion exposes your purpose and you may not even know that's what you're supposed to be doing you just like doing something and all of a sudden now you you're right now you in this lane so with that let me ask you this. Now, at this point, you've done so many things. You're, you've accomplished so many things. You're still on this path with Bless the Belly, all of this. So when you look back at everything that you've done and, and, and you know, I always say there's maybe not regrets, but there are lessons that you've learned along the way that you wish you could have known back then. Is there anything that you wish you could have done differently? Uh... 
Yes. Uh, I don't regret anything because everything happens for a reason. I feel like I wouldn't have faith in God if I just would put regret on top of it. I kind of look at it like um, just tightening up things that I wish I would have knew. As you get older, it's a lot of stuff that we wish we would have knew when we were younger or was at this age, right? So me, um, some of the problems that I still kind of deal with now will be like overthinking. I say this almost every interview, um, taking things personally. I'm a hell of a person, a hell of a human. Like I think about things that I know people don't and I take it personal when people don't do the same for me. And so when you're in a line of business, I've worked in radio, taking stuff personal, TV, taking stuff personal. And I realized these people have to run a business. You know, it's not about how I feel or how about what I think, because it's not mine. That's why I created my own platform. You know, for the longest, I actually want to be on the radio, want to be on the radio. Um, but then again, I said, I don't own this platform. What can I own on myself? Let me think of something. What's something that everybody likes? What's something that your mama would say you got to do every day? Eat, sleep, or die. That's hilarious because everybody got to eat. Well, what if what if I did something where everybody got to eat? Like, you know that. I'm always full of like, man, you know, what matters? What's essential? You know, COVID showed us what's essential. Hell, you know? So that's why I kind of like, you know, I'm just like, man, I just wish I would have had a different mindset because... I still am where I want to be. I feel like God has taken me the route that I need to go. But I'm like, had I had a slightly different mindset, I might have not missed certain blessings or I might have like made a better mistake. Ooh, that probably that's probably deep. But when I say a better mistake, like a more calculated one, even if I was going to fail, I would have failed a little better than what I did, you know, for just going in like that. Right, right. I know when when people ask me that question, I I always say that I wish that I didn't uh I I wasn't humble in situations mm. that I mm. I shouldn't have been. So I know, especially me as right. a woman, I I think that there's always this stigma of one we're going to be right. emotional or um <laughs> or people see a people see me smiling or whatever, and they think they can talk, swindle me or whatever. And I always, I always give the example of, I'm one of those people, when I test drive a car, I want to know the torque, I want to know the horsepower. Don't show me the horn. I don't care about the radio. I don't care about the hubcaps. Like I want to know the performance. And I think that, you know, that's one of the things. So uh, that I always, I I regret for me, because I should have called them out at the beginning and been like, I, I can say I can say that too though. Ahead. Like being Mr. Nice Guy has led me down the wrong path. I have done a lot of non-contract work, and I work off a lot of promises that haven't been kept. So I think for me that's been another thing. And I don't know if that ends up being taken personal because I thought you know this was deeper than business. So I feel like it is personal, but that happens to me a lot too. Like no contract work, I'll be like, yeah, bro, I got you. Oh, okay, bet you'll come pick me up Monday at this time. Bet I'm waiting on you. Here I am Monday outside with my bags and the person didn't even call. Like, they ain't even care about me. So I'm like, what happened here when we agreed to something? Well, it wasn't no paperwork. If it wasn't no money involved, if nobody was dying at the end of the day, they didn't have to do nothing. I feel like don't nobody owe you anything. So I stopped putting my expectations that high. And like I say, the more you go through the business, you just learn these things. And I'm just like, oh, no. Now, oh, no. Yeah, I know. Like, that's what I said. I, I, I literally just had a conversation with, with someone earlier about it. And, and he thought I was like having an attitude. And I'm like, no, I don't have an attitude. This, this is, is business, real. Holly. And I don't be not kicking. I don't care about how pretty something is. I want to know the business part. Like, I care about 
stacks, my money, my booking, right. what, what's going on? Right. <laughs> so yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay. So any projects that you're working on and how people can reach you, all of that good stuff, drop everything. Come so on, let me drop it like it's hot. So August 19th, I actually have a proclamation here in Houston, Texas. Um, my name is Grundy. My real name is Grundy. So it's called Grundy Day. But I'm a G too, because that G stands for gentlemen and so much more. So G Day. Uh, I feel like we're going to celebrate that within the, that week of August. So I have a few events coming up with that. Watch out for that. We're probably going to go pick up some trash downtown. Uh, I want to do a lot of community service. Now, I know it's hot as hell. So I'm going to either limit the time frame or like we're going to have so much water. I think I'm going to do both, like limit the time frame and have so much water where we just in and out. But maybe we'll go downtown, pick up trash for 30 minutes to an hour, keep it pushing, um, doing some giving back around that time. So stay tuned. Back to school. That'll be within a month's time. Before then, I got some cool stuff. I got uh, Foodie Freestyles all the way up to part four, part five dropping soon, where it's nothing but like viral food tracks you can go like cook to, uh, tell your friend about, make videos to TikToks. Uh, and I'm actually going to drop a, a, a coloring book soon, too. I've been hiding it, but I'm going to tell the world here on the Holly Cotton uh, uh, show. You know, we're going to go ahead and do, drop a coloring book sometime soon. So stay tuned for the Blessed Belly coloring book for the kids. I love the kids so much. I was trying to think of something to do for them. But that's coming soon, too. And uh, I'm excited, man. I got some traveling going on. My first time in D.C. will be at the end of the month. So if you know some spots in D.C. I need to hit up. What's that? What kind of sauce they got? That mild sauce? It's something that they got up there that's real popular. Um, I want to check that out. So all that's coming up, and I'm excited to, you know, be in the community. I'm going to do some volunteering for some dogs, too. If people don't know that G-Main is a dog lover, I feel like dogs are a man's best friend, but it's like the closest thing to God to me because it's like, they have human nature type stuff, but they're just dogs. I don't know. That's deep. I don't want to get down that rabbit hole. But yeah, so I'll be doing that soon too. And everybody can follow me at uh, G Maniac, G M A Y N I A C on Instagram and all platforms. And of course, Bless the Belly. If you don't follow nothing else and you like food, you don't like me, Bless the Belly. And I'm going to show you where the best food is. <laughs> there it is. I love that. I love that. And he's not nope. just in Houston, he's Everyone. all over because I've seen him. In- Couple, yeah, I've seen seen him all all yep. around. So not just don't worry. He's he's given given us the the spiel on that. And I also I just want to say too that you know I think uh, a lot of times we we go through this in this this entertainment mm-hmm. business and 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 it makes us hard. Facts. Oh, for real. You you get so tired of being you get so tired of being disappointed and the best piece of advice that I had from someone when I started like my second book when I kind of started this persona of of being in the media spotlight is he he he's a celebrity he gave me advice and he said my best piece of advice to you is stay authentic stay to who you are Keep that country accent, keep that laugh, do all the things that people have grown, that love about you, keep it. So I think that's also part of your success because, you know, you're still doing the same thing. You're you're still smiling. You're still out here enjoying life. You're still doing the things that you're passionate about. And even though, like you said, people screw over you, I think that you're genuine and, and, you know, still humble and all of that stuff. So I think that that's really good that you're holding on to that and you're still using that as your brand. Thank you. That's what it's about. I love that. And yes, yes, yes. And I will have all of his 
social media tags, everything will be in the podcast notes. So if you're driving and listening to this, open up the podcast notes. They're there. Um, clickable links. And of course, on any social media, I'll have them tagged and all of that too. So thank you. Listen, I appreciate any time I could jump on a beautiful platform as such and talk my talk, man. I love it. So thank you so much for you too. I'm gonna need a book or something. I'm gonna go check all that out too, man. So shout out to you and everything that you're doing. Uh, I love doing this type of stuff once again with people that are making moves themselves. So I'm gonna throw up that heart right back at you, baby. And it's love.